How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. And I do it. We're doing early bird special today. That's right. Actually, I feel a little bit better doing it at 10. We usually oh, do it at I, 1. I, I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm an early bird, so the, the earlier the better. This is perfect. Yeah, this is pretty good. But I don't know why. Why do we do it later? I guess, like, I just always want to do it later. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll it worked. I mean, I think I get up early, you know, I can have my coffee, do a little yoga, read goop, and then glide in at like 10 o'clock is be done, you know, done by 12, do a little editing, have the podcast up by one. That's my, my idea of a perfect day. Yeah. I, well, I did have to cancel a bar class for this. Oh, so. You know, I am making sacrifices left and right uh, to get the pod done at 10 today. Totally. Do you do, wait, do you mostly, do you usually do bar now on Friday mornings? I just do it like when I can, when but can, yeah. on Friday mornings, I think the place that I go like only does it at 10. They yeah. have their morning classes or they're like eight or 10, but like they don't have both every day. So I get the it. hot yoga place in my neighborhood finally, I think is reopening. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just in there with, like, the Trump girls just, like, sweating it out. And it's just, I mean, I'm scared a little bit. I, at first, I was like, I mean, I'm so, now that everyone's vaccinated and I'm so, like, wild and free. But there is something about that bar class that it's, I mean, we're packed in there like sardines, no masks, lots yeah. of puffing and puffing. Lots of huffing and puffing, lots of sweat. It does seem like the perfect you know, vector for, um, the fourth wave. <laughs> it does. And also like the, it's not, it doesn't mean anything, but like my, I used to go to this like really cute, like chic one that went out of business. 
Um, and I like loved it. And that was like my place. And then I had to start going to this other one that I always thought I would never go to. Cause I was like, it's so like red state. It's like the red state version of this. And it's like, it's ever, it's like this like huge chain. And I'm like, this is like the McDonald's of bar classes. And I didn't think I wanted to go, but now like, it's the only one that's like even remotely close to me. That's like, not like $500 a month or something. Mm -hmm. So I just go to it now, but it definitely feels like the kind of place where like, I don't know, like I might be in there with like a Karen or two. Oh, know. for sure. That was but like, everybody goes to it. it's pretty. That's I, I prefer. I mean, again, like it's price when I was going to gold's gym in Glendale, that was the vibe. There was a couple people I knew that would go there and I would run into, but on the whole, I feel like I saw very few people I knew, which was sort of perfect when I went to the gym. Yeah, you want to, I mean, whenever a friend is like, let's go work out together. I'm like, no, like I'll, let's drink together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to work out with you. I don't want you to see me like that. <laughs> I want you to have like more respect for me. Yeah. You know, like see me drunk. <laughs> That's right, better. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I still haven't pulled the trigger and gone to any sort of like yoga or workout class. Um, it's just such a time commitment, like doing it at home. You can do it for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then like going to a class is like a, at least a two hour time commitment. Well, it's like, well, yeah. Cause you have to like take a shower when you get home. So it's like, you have to go there, do the class. I, it takes me like 15 minutes to get there class is an hour 15 minutes home yeah, and then okay. shower like which I don't know if you want to like budget in the shower but I do because it's like you have to do it no matter what time of day it is yeah I don't know and it, I don't know it's expensive too I, I, I and also like I don't really like hot yoga and this is the I mean I guess I could go to another there's a million yoga studios it's just the one closest to me is the hot studio so I feel like I would go but there's a yoga studio that's like literally two blocks from me that I used to go to before the pandemic. And then I don't know if they've reopened. They look like they've been through it really bad. Oh, they're siesta. like up and yeah. yeah, they're like all fucked up. But it's always been kind of looked like that. So I don't yeah. know. This place in Atwater was so popular. It, I mean, it originally was a Bikram studio, like most hot yoga studios. And then they rebranded to, I forget what it was called. And then, then they closed, it said for lease for a year and a half. And then this, I guess, mini chain called fire yoga bought it. So now it's reopening, but I think it'll probably be pretty much the same. We should do like a mini series about Bikram. Oh yeah. I mean, the, uh, I mean, there's already been a good, a good mini podcast series about Bikram, but. Oh yeah. That may be where I got that idea, <laughs> but I am obsessed with the Bikram guy. I'm like. I just remember it was so popular in LA when I was like in high school. Yeah. It, I mean, even he, before like, he was like in the seventies, it was like, yeah. Cause when we were in high school, was he already like ousted and stuff? And it was, no, just, or was, no he was still like doing his, there was this guy named Bikram, I guess, who like started a hot, like hot yoga. He like invented it, but he was apparently like super abusive and like, really fucked up and he basically started like a cult around it yeah like all I'm pretty it. par for the course for all these people yeah like i mean is there any health and wellness like thing at all that isn't incredibly toxic and like just so bad 
I they're all horrible yeah it's so fucked up I I mean sorry and I'm not just saying that this because of where we are and what we're here to do today but like it really does feel like Gwyneth Paltrow is like the least problematic of all wellness people yeah I can't name anyone who's less problematic like she's you know she's made a few gaffes here and there but She's brought some incredibly bad people into the fold and platformed them for sure. But in terms of like what she does, she's just kind of like, whatever, buy whatever, like buy, buy yourself something nice. And that's kind of it. She's just, you know, asking questions, starting conversations, similar to Joe Rogan, who's the least problematic guy in podcasting. I've definitely heard it said that Joe Rogan is like the male Gwyneth Paltrow. Which I think is probably very accurate. And more so when people uh, compare Gwyneth to Alex Jones. I think that's not a fair comparison, but. No, because Alex Jones has opinions and like Gwyneth and Joe are just like vessels. Yeah, they're just, they're just curious people who maybe are a little uh, too trusting. Are are they the best people to be asking the questions? Maybe Mm. not, but are they asking questions? Yes. And who are we to stop them? We literally can't. It would be against the law. Yeah. A violation of their first amendment rights. I've never, I've never listened to it. Absolutist podcast. Oh, uh, mm, that was a joke, Brian. Well, I, no, I, no, I understand. I am not a first Amendment absolute. Ryan, I was just kidding. Let's stop. <laughs> I've never listened to an episode of Joe Rogan. Me neither. It sounds really boring. They're they're so. I mean, all these podcasts—they're like three-hour episodes. It's who has the time? Uh, yeah, I mean, and also, aren't they all? I mean, I guess they're not, but I feel like people always like watch them on YouTube. That sounds completely insane. Because then you can't even like do other things while you're listening. And also, he only has like some really spicy stuff going on, like sometimes usually he's talking to like a wrestler or whatever like he likes mixed martial arts and it's like who no not listening to that um what has been happening oh i finally got my uh uh blood work back my my lipid panel oh really what did they say well the so if people are new listeners they might not know that i've been you know, struggling a little bit with my cholesterol and triglyceride levels for basically my entire life and generationally since my ancestors were in the shtetls of Odessa. Is that when it started? I think so. It was like the, the Cossacks yeah. caused high cholesterol. Oh yeah. The Cossacks stressed us out so much. But so my doctor, and I didn't necessarily want to go on a statin because I'd heard certain side effects. I'd read some, you know, medical things from, you know, people on Twitter about the dangers of statins. So, uh, so I, so my doctor originally put me on this thing called Zetia, which is not a statin. I honestly have no idea what it is, but it, I guess it was supposed to like block, I don't know your body from making cholesterol or triglycerides or whatever. Anyway, the levels did go down, but not enough that my doctor was comfortable (laughs) with where they were. So now I am, I just actually got a text from CVS. I got a prescription for a statin. I'm going to be on a low dose and only take it every other day and see how that does. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Brian, I think that this is like the start of a really amazing journey for you. I feel like the statin is like, 
gonna help you and like let's just embrace the statin yeah i mean it, anything that is like oh you're gonna have to like take this for the rest of your life it's just i just don't want to do it saying but that's like why i'm always going off my well-being drink, yeah. so just like do it yeah and uh and we'll see i mean if i have you know i'm not at like a dangerously high level so if they're because i guess the the main side effects that people report are muscle aches and pain and stuff so we'll see um i mean my total cholesterol now is only like 220 which isn't that bad really well could you just do like a really hardcore like lit like completely live like the whole 30 life i, I like, probably well do, I, like high carb low fat and just like get off the statin maybe but i don't think that for me as a person who loves food and like i eat relatively healthy but i you know i'm not perfect and i do like you know richer food i i just don't see if i don't if there are no side effects with the statin that seems like a lot better option than literally eating you know like a what wasa cracker and non-fat string cheese for the rest of my life that sounds like a pretty good snack to be <laughs> but no I get it but I'm just saying like I feel like the people who don't have to do it are people who like eat like that and like live for like sure I, I think I mean I I've been I, I try I try to watch what I eat but like I and again I was just on vacation right before I took this blood work so I was like eating and drinking a lot the week before so I don't know if that maybe had anything to do with it um but I just know myself and that like I'm not I'm not going to be able to stick to something that's super, super, uh, li limited in what I can eat. So Most this is, can't. I yeah. mean, that's why it doesn't work. My, I mean, my grandfather, he, um, brought egg beaters to his favorite diner and had the, um, diner people just keep them in the fridge and back. And this was, I guess, before egg beaters were common. <laughs> Yeah. But then he still had heart attacks. He still had like five heart attacks. So it's like old Jewish men have so many heart attacks and they yeah. eat so much egg beaters. I mean, this is just what they do. At least he, when we were kids. I know. He tried hard and it didn't it didn't work for him. So I guess and I don't even know if they had statins back then, if he was on a statin, I or if it was just egg beaters or nothing back then. Yeah, that was it. But also now, like I think you're supposed to eat the whole egg. I think the egg is not the problem. No, yeah, I think that was people were ill-informed in the 90s about eggs. Yeah, well, I sort I agree with you, but then I also am like, what is Big Egg doing? You know, like I I don't trust anyone in this situation. I want to be vegan so bad, and I know I've said that so many times. Yeah. But like last night, I went to my mom's house and we were watching the news, and there were like these cows that got rescued from a. Oh yeah, Diane Warren rescued some of them. Really? Yeah, it was like in our neighborhood. Well, look. The cows are free. And I was like, they look so happy. I'm like, what is my fucking problem? I know. I, I've, I've been eating less meat. I, always, I I never really eat that much meat, but um, I've been trying to only buy meat like once a week to cook, like for one or two meals. And then the rest of the week, eat vegetarian. Yeah, last night. I've been eating. Oh, go on. Oh, I was going to say last night I had a ton of shrimp. I've been eating a lot of bacon. Ooh. So good. See, bacon is one thing that I'm like, I love it, but I know, I know that no one is saying like, oh, bacon's actually good for you or bacon's good for your cholesterol. Like that's one thing I know that I'm not supposed to eat. Yeah. Bacon is one that, you know, even though I do get the like whole 30, like nitrate free one. Yeah. That, I mean, that's sort of the best you can do now. And I actually like, like turkey bacon is not bad. It's not the same, but I don't mind it. 
the Morningstar Farm bacon is pretty terrible. Yeah, vegan bakes is not that great. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing you can't really replace, but no. Well, not and seafood. Sea- I mean, seafood, I guess, is not really bad for you. I've had like... really good um, vegan shrimp downtown. Really? But yeah, there's this like, oh my God, I don't even know what the hell it is. But like, there is this weird restaurant. Down- my mom takes me to like all these vegan places because she's vegan. And she took me to this place that was like their specialty with shrimp. And like, it looks like a shrimp. And it tastes like a shrimp and it's made out of yam. It was incredible. That sounds great. I don't know how they did it. I was blown away. I just got aromatic shrimp from a Chinese restaurant last night and pigged out. That sounds good. It was really good. Chinese restaurant. Green Dragon in Eagle Rock. I don't even know what it is. It's a good, I mean, it's just a classic old school American Chinese place, but very good quality. They make everything to order. Um, everything is packaged really nicely they put holes in their like packaging in the containers so the steam can get out and so things will stay crispy when you drive them home in the car oh yeah i love them good and i love driving to eagle rock because it's just a little it's a nice little drive i know i want to live in eagle rock i can never leave my apartment though unfortunately because if I moved into my apartment now, I think I'd be paying like $1,500 more for it than I do. And it's like, I'm just the only place I can ever move to is like, I don't know, like, where is Simi Valley? Can I move there? Like, where can I move? Nowhere. Simi Valley, Santa Clarita. um... Even if I could afford it, just the idea of it pisses me off so much. I wouldn't want to like, oh my God. And you know, I still get mad about my apartment in Silver Lake and that's just, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, that's the, 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 the blessing and the curse of rent control is, um, you never leave. You can, yeah, you can stay, but you can't leave. Yeah. Hotel California was written about (laughs) in LA. Definitely. I wish I hadn't said that. I, why did I bring up that book, that song? Uh, Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's more. There, there was very little Gwyneth news this week. Yeah, she's keeping a low profile. She's on vacation. Well, she's, you know, holed up in Montecito creating this 14,000 square foot eco dream house. Yeah, she's busy. But after the disastrous coverage in the San Francisco Bay Area media scene last week, it looks like the Goop San Francisco store has permanently closed. Wow. So San Francisco said no. They San Francisco. And I have such an emotional connection to the zoo, the Goop San Francisco store because the day my niece was born, I was at the hospital meeting my niece, talking to my sister. And then I said, I need to leave. <laughs> and, I, and I walked to the Goop store because it was really close. Okay. And I bought my sister a, a martini bath. Because you were like, I just, I can't chill with us right now. Are well, you- no, I was, I was just like, oh, I, I'm only here for a few days. I know that the Goop store is in the neighborhood and I have a professional obligation to visit it. So I'm going to cut out of hospital time early and um, mosey on over there. Yeah. And now the neighborhood of, I guess it's in Pacific Heights. I don't know, Fillmore Street, whatever that is, is going to be one commercial space down. 
I mean, look, they don't have to have the goop store there. I mean, I would think they would want one, but if they don't, they don't. And that's their choice. Yeah, I think, I just don't know that goop as a physical presence translates to anywhere else besides the Brentwood Country Mart and maybe like a vacation, like a Hamptons pop-up or something. But like, even because this neighborhood in San Francisco is obviously like very fancy, very expensive. They have a ton of like, even like natural cosmetic stores. There's like a bunch of them there. But I just, I think the the citizen, normal citizens are not going to walk into a goop store. I mean, maybe they're just tired of, maybe they're just tired of the whole thing. And they want the real deal. I mean, goop is sort of like the, the commercial ver the the populist version of all that you know like it's online anyone can get it yeah. and get the newsletter like when put, most people think of like some like highfalutin fancy schmancy stupid bullshit like face cream place like they think of goop so maybe they just don't maybe they're like we are too fancy for goop here that could be true uh and like Goop, I mean, they sell a lot of things, but a lot, especially if you live in like a big city or, you know, a more high income area, a lot of the things that they sell, you can already find other places. So like they're even in my neighborhood, there's a store that sells fucking, you know, moon juice dust and. Well, uh, moon juice is like from here. It's from, that's true. And um, uh, it's from like the East side, but like, um, but Goop only exists in these neighborhoods like there's no like goop in like food deserts all or like yeah or like just like some like midwestern mall or something like they're only in like kind of like higher income areas and like fancy malls like the yeah well they're barely anywhere i mean the london one closed the san francisco one closed so i guess the the new york one is still open in uh noho yeah and the la one is open in brentwood and i think those are the only two permanent ones left yeah I don't know. I believe so. And I, I sort of think this was a failure. I mean, it just the way that like business works nowadays is brick and mortar stores are on their way out anyway. So I think maybe this, this was more of like a vanity project or just trying to drum up publicity rather than like people thinking that they would actually make money in it brick and mortar. It doesn't need to exist. No. Like no one needs the Goop store. We have Goop. We have as much goop as we need. Yeah, except that I think the Brentwood one should always stay as a it's reminder like a of Gwyneth. Yeah, and like a reminder of her humble Brentwood roots. It is. She did choose it because of her humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. It's like Lincoln's yeah. log cabin in rural Illinois. I know. Why is the chicken so bad? I think back, I think... Okay, this is my other theory that like very rich people, especially like West Side of LA, Brentwood, Beverly Hills, blah, blah, blah. They don't care about food. They don't like food. Right, and right. so like, think, I mean, I was reading, this is sort of a tangent, but I'm reading um, uh, a bunch of essays by this author, Eve Babbitts, uh -huh. who was like a 70s, sort of like a post Joan Didion party girl slash author who lived in LA in the seventies or whatever. But like back then the cool place to go was Beverly Hills. You go to 
you know, the Luau Tiki Bar, you go to, there was this place called Boutique that everyone went to. And now, can you imagine a less desirable neighborhood to go get a meal than Beverly Hills? No. No. It's disgusting. Everyone there is disgusting. It's a place to get, like, go to your doctor. Like, there's nothing... You go to the doctor, you might go to like dinner if you wanted to go to like Bouchon or something. Sure. But there's no, there's nothing that's like the like cutting edge of food and Brentwood too. I mean, Brentwood has no, that. Pe- remotely close. Brentwood it's has pizza in place. It yeah. has pizza on it, yeah. But wait, is that even in Brentwood? Isn't it the Northwest? F- it's like Santa Monica. Oh, maybe, yeah. I don't know, but my point is- No, you're right. It is in Brentwood, it is. My point is, uh, especially when that chicken store opened in the Brentwood Country Mart in whatever, 1980, whatever, like that was probably the best because there's not going to be a good, you know, South American roast chicken place or a good, you know, Thai barbecue chicken place, like, or even like a good, you know, American barbecue chicken place in that neighborhood. This is- Well, also like- at that time, like food in LA in general was like not what it is now. Like food in LA was like kind of a joke and considered to be pretty shitty until like fairly recently, until like the last like 10 or 15 years. Yeah, well, I think part of that is, I mean, part of that is like upscale chefy restaurants getting better. But I think a lot of that is just the like media class actually venturing into what were formerly considered like ethnic neighborhoods that they didn't yeah. care about. I think the food in LA was probably are always really good. Like yeah. if you knew where to go, but now um, people are like discovering a lot of places that were already there. Yeah. I'm not. I, yeah. And like Jonathan gold was like a huge like, sure. changer for that, but I'm talking more about like the like higher end. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah fine dining stuff yeah yeah they had i'd be really curious to take a time machine and go to like spago in 1986 and be like oh was this just really good for the time were people just like dying for something interesting or would this food actually hold up today like is this really good i don't know i feel like is everything that's i feel like everything at spago is probably like the same as it always yeah, was. i guess I you know. could we could go to i mean spago's probably cost a thousand dollars for two people to go but i've been to spago oh, it's like have. yeah it's um i mean it's good but it has a very like patrick bateman vibe for sure i think that's good that they didn't try yeah. to like change with the times like can, so you can still get like a smoked salmon pizza and like all this stuff I- I don't know. I when I went, I had a truffle omelet that was really good, and but it felt very like classic. It didn't really. Yeah. It just. It didn't feel like some. It felt like something that might have been on a menu in like 1989. I don't know. I don't really remember. That makes that makes me happy that they they, they still they... give you this like tuna tartare and a little like um, cone. Oh yeah, Thomas Keller does that. I wonder who invented that first, Thomas Keller. Keller or Maybe Wolfgang I'm Puck. thinking. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking that it's like a Wolfgang Puck thing as well. I know that Thomas Keller also does it. They all. I mean, they all fucking love that smoked salmon shit. They like, love to put something in an ice cream, a little mini yeah. cone. Um. Well, yeah. If you if anyone does go to Brentwood to the Goop store, I say skip the roast chicken place, go around the corner to Pizzana. And you'll be happier. Literally go to Pizzana and get the Cacio e Pepe pizza. Oh. It's my favorite thing in the world. So good. Yeah. Anything else or shall we move on to the old letters? Let's get into these newsletters. 
All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the newsletters slash, now that we're Goop Yourself 2.0, newsletters slash Instagram slash other avenues for their- I've never felt, I just have to throw one other thing out there. I've never felt old before, like with like technology and stuff, because I had this feeling about myself, like, I don't care. I hate how everything works. And like, I don't want to be good at it. And I don't give a shit. But now- for the first time in my life, that doesn't feel like I'm like edgy and I don't care. I'm like a boomer. I'm old <laughs> and I fucking hate it. And I'm like, fuck, now I have to like quickly be able to like use my phone and stuff, which like I've always kind of prided myself on being kind of a Luddite. And now it doesn't seem cute anymore. It just seems like, oh, that old hag doesn't know how to fucking mm. connect to the Wi Fi or whatever. <laughs> And it's not the same. Well, I have faith that the Zoomers will. I don't want them to. They know me. They see me and they're like, she's old. I just, I hate it. I work with a Zoomer and she's like. Oh, yeah. And I'm like trying to figure something out. And I was like, oh, God, I'm such a boomer. And she's like, oh, my God, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're (laughs) totally not. And I was like. It's the worst word you could call someone now. I, I know. And I was like, it's, I was like, whoa, like, take it easy there, lady. Like, that shouldn't be such a, it's okay, right? Yeah, right? Pe- people have, re- no, people have reclaimed, you know, queer, fat, like all these words are like empowering, but Boomer, I don't think we'll ever get there. Well, Boomer just got disempowered. I mean, Boomer was empowered for so many years. I mean, like they were cool for like a long time. Oh, I mean- but we've never been like millennial has never been a good word. No, like, millennials no one has never wanted to be a millennial. Millennial was originally, yeah, it was like entitled asshole and now just like sad, unemployed, bitter, middle aged person. Yeah, it's the worst generation of all time, but maybe the most privileged too. Who knows? Who cares? Let's move on. Let's do it. Okay. Aggie Hewitt, not a boomer. What? No was your best of the week my best was the what to pack in your cooler Mm. (laughs) um this was fun I like it when goop is just fun for fun's sake and I'm not going to the beach anytime soon um I mean I guess I could but I'm just like working a lot and stuff but if I did go would I pack any of these things? I might pack the Topo Chico. I'd probably pack some sort of canned cocktail. Bjorn corn? No, probably not. But I might like to use it as an inspiration. One of these tiny little tajin things, probably. Sure. Um, would I make a chickpea tuna salad? No. Would I make I've made that before. It's actually pretty good. Yes. Would I make sesame slaw? No. Would I make a brown butter pecan blondie? Probably not. But that one, the brown, brown butter pecan brown or blondie was almost my thing I would try, but it just isn't goopy enough. It's literally just like, a, it's like butter, sugar, flour. And then they're like, oh, just do coconut sugar instead of regular sugar. And that makes it like goopy. Nice it, just, try, yeah, it didn't seem goopy enough doing. to me. But I, I mean, I'm, this definitely looks good. And I actually really think it's like, adorable and sweet that goop has like normal recipes like blondies Mm -hmm. and stuff like I love that for them but I just am not gonna like 
if I'm getting ready to go to the beach, I'm not making something like that for the beach. I might buy something like that, but I wouldn't make it. I am pretty sensitive to the sun. Like not, not as sensitive as my husband who will not go to the beach during the day. Um, but I like, if I'm not in the shade, I can be there for like an hour at most. Like I, if I'm going to be there longer, I need to have an umbrella. I need to have breaks. So I, I can't, I don't know. I just never am in the position to need to bring so many things to the beach. Like I have a water, bo- water bottle. Maybe I'll bring a can of beer, you know, maybe some chips, but chips you don't need to put in a cooler. I just, I, I bring a cooler on vacation if I'm driving a long way and like need to keep something cool. But other than that, I'm pretty minimalist at the beach. Some of my most fun memories of being a kid were like going to the beach and like breaking into the cooler and getting my little turkey sandwich mm. and my chips and stuff out of it. Like a shitty like white bread mayonnaise and like turkey sandwich from a cooler on the beach is like so fucking good. Actually, you never really had white bread, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that does sound good. And put putting potato chips in the sandwich, that's what I would need to yeah, like It's just like, there's something about it that is just like, so right but it would be on sourdough but I have not really done that very much as an adult but the idea of like a beach cooler is like just like it hits like a pleasure center in my head where I'm like for sure you know what Uh, I mean yeah no it's nostalgic I mean I remember like as a kid going to the beach and my parents would you know crack open a beer um and now I mean, I guess you still technically there's like open container laws, but I feel like when you're on a beach, sort of all bets are off. You can sort of drink whatever you want. Well, you're not supposed to, but that kind of like makes it more fun and you put in a koozie and yeah, you're yeah. bad, but you're really not supposed to. I wish the beaches in LA had more like food vendors on. Like, I wish there was like, you know, taco trucks and stuff parked at the beach. I, I always, sometimes I'll get hungry at the beach and I mean, there's that one beach in Malibu, Malibu that has like the fancy restaurant right there, but that's, you know, I'm not going to do that very often. And then I don't know, like Venice, the boardwalk food is disgusting. So you have to like walk a little farther to get a good bite well, to the eat. Well, the beach there is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I don't, I actually like the beach being like, kind of like untouched by mm you know I mean maybe like an ice cream guy or something would be nice but I like just like bring your own stuff and just hang out like I like that I guess no you're probably right keeping it pure but I part of me wishes there was like a whole sort of like smorgasbord thing there with like 20 different food vendors which would be fun it would always be fun yeah it sucks that like Venice is like so not fun Venice Beach. yeah and it's tough because like the Venice, there's just so much awful stuff happening in Venice now with people um, like displacing the homeless population there. And so I, I, I definitely don't want to say let's gentrify Venice Beach because that's like super fucked up. Well, I mean, it's just like, I mean, Venice Beach is just like sort of like its own thing. Like it's just been like that for so long. Yeah, but I think it's about is- to change. I think it's, I think these people are going to, do everything in their power to make sure that it gets quote unquote cleaned up the boardwalk there yeah or whatever it's called venice yeah. whatever it's called okay um because they're apparently i think today actually is the day that supposedly they're kicking out all the homeless people there <sighs> uh, i mean well that's 
awful. Yeah. It's what happened in Echo Park. I know they're doing it in Venice. Okay. Um, okay. So what was your best? My best was, well, I didn't really have an article that I, that connected with me this week. So my best is just going to be Gwyneth's face on her, this picture that she took for it's the article is called GP's top five all-time favorites for glow. And it's literally just like a top five countdown of like goop glow, goop serum, goop, whatever. It's boring. Yeah, no, I enjoyed this article. I just enjoyed the picture. I really, I mean, and this is meant as a complete compliment, but she is really looking more and more like her mother. Okay. And we have this sort of, 45 degree angle, slightly off kilter um, picture of her with, I mean, it says no makeup, but obviously there's makeup, Mm -hmm. Uh, but she looks, there's a little bit of gray poking through her hair. She's not, it's like, it's just hints of aging, which I think is so gorgeous. And she looks as good as always. Where are you seeing this? Because when I read this, How to Get Glowing Skin, it's like a very young looking model. Um, It's literally, the newsletter is called Talking Snack. And it's the very first picture. Oh, it's in the newsletter. See, yeah. You know. GP's are- top five all-time favorites for glow. Okay. Um, she just has her earrings on. She has a little coy look on her face. The gray is poking through. She still has highlights. She, she's not wearing makeup in this picture? She is. I mean, of course she's wearing makeup. Yeah. But, but supposedly she's just wearing all this moisturizer. No. Um, and then the article is, you know. Lip gloss. Oh, for sure. And her, like, eyeliner. Yeah, she has a ton of makeup on. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and then they have, yeah, her five things that she loves to put on her face. And then the goop editors added sunscreen to the list, even though Gwyneth refuses to put she it on herself. will not wear it. Yeah. yeah. But the, the editors knew what was going on. So they're like five plus definitely don't forget sunscreen. Sunscreen, the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Let it, I, 100%. Maybe Gwyneth's face is like, it's natural. It's a natural repellent to UV lights. Maybe we can, maybe she, maybe her DNA will be the cure for melanoma. She doesn't need sunscreen. I can almost guarantee that it'll be the cure for something. Yeah, we'll see. All right. My worst chips. I did not like this chip article. I felt like, okay, do not take the fun out of chips for me. Don't try to make me eat chips in this fucking weird way. You know what I mean? Like, don't make me read the label for avocado oil. It's yeah. a bag of fucking chips. Your life will be so much better if you just don't eat chips that much. And when you do, you just eat them and move on with your fucking life. Then if you have to take your goddamn ass to fucking Whole Foods or Air One or fucking whatever goddamn place you go to in your town and source these like special chips that are made with whatever that's like air puff popped fried in this kind of oil just stop it just relax already like the healthy chips always taste like shit 
they are not really that healthy anyway. Like they're not that much better for you than the real. No, they're all still, I mean, most of them are still full of carbs. They have, you know, slightly <laughs> better for you oils, but yeah. it, it, it's all, it's all marketing. And like, I don't, I'm sorry. Anyone who's reading goop is probably like, not like hosing down an entire bag of chips. So like, you're going to, you know, it's like 150 calories to have a serving of regular potato chips. Like just fucking chill. Jose Andre Himalayan pink sea salt potato chips. What's pop chips are good though. Pop chips are, pop chips are fine, but I would rather have, um, I mean, I don't know, just like ruffles, um, cheddar cheese, ruffles, uh, jalapeno ranch ruffles. I like ruffles. I just don't want this shit. I just don't want it. And these things are just like, they're always like really hard. Yeah. And like they just don't taste very good. I do like, they don't have the Trader Joe's brand on this list, but the um, they have a coconut flour chip that, mm. or I think actually Trader Joe's is like cassava or something. Grain, mm. it's, it's grain free. Those are really good, but they literally are not any better for you. Like they, they have probably more calories and more fat than a regular. These things always end up having more calories than the other thing. Um, It's just like so dumb. Anyway, then they go down. Oh, sorry. No, I just want like, because they have like 21 different types of chips. The last section is like keto chips, which are made of meat. So they have a chicken chip and a, I mean, they have a chicharrones, which is like pork skin, which is actually like a real food that people eat. Um, But I, you cannot tell me that these things are healthier than regular chips. There's no fucking way. Remember when I did keto and I came to your house and I ate like that entire Costco bag of those Parmesan. Oh yeah. Those are, those are good though. I know. I felt really bad. I still think about that. I'm like, well, I really hose those down. I feel, I really ate all their chips, but I was like, I hadn't had anything crunchy. And no. so it's I mean, just like, the thing when you're on stuff. keto is like, you just start craving that crunch and you're going to. Everything is so mushy and gooey. Yeah, keto you know who i just learned is on keto and this is like so not surprising who the um pod save america guys ew of course they are like what one one of their wives just like tweeted a like oh i'm making fun of you for your dunkin donuts order because i don't really understand dunkin donuts culture in general but i guess ordering coffee with splenda is like not cool so she I guess she was like emasculating him online by for um for getting like sugar-free vanilla and Splenda in his Dunkin' Donuts order, and then it, well, they have stevia. Oh, do they? I often this, get the sugar-free one and add stevia to it, but then you don't get the sludge of sugar at the bottom yeah. of the cup, which is like kind of the thing you want with that. But also, you don't really want to eat that much sugar, so I get it. If you just like need some fucking caffeine, sure, sure. And you don't want it to taste like a, no one wants like black Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Like no. you need to put some shit in there because it's not good. It's just, you know. But who is, who is still on keto in 2021? Like I thought we were done with keto. It's, I guess it's there, just there's a win Will Cole. Oh yeah. It's, that's the Joe Rogan thing. Like oh, really yeah. we're on it. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. My worst. Oh God. My worst was the interview. It was, uh, Gene and Megan interviewed the founder of Sakara. Oh for yeah. The podcast. You know, I, I was like, really wanted to do that. Um, yeah. Didn't but you was, buy their book? 
I had their book and like everything was just like, I mean, it's so intense. Like I'm not going to make that shit. It's like blue MYLK and just all this shit. Again, it seems completely passe now to have these two skinny bleach blonde white ladies like sucking on a grapefruit on the court of the, on the cover of a cookbook. Um, it's called eat clean, play dirty. Yeah. That's what I have that. And it, and then the interview was just like, I think it's done. I think I want to say that Sakara is going the way of like Lauren Roxburgh's uh, yeah, foam rollers. Sakara was really big like four or five years ago. I mean, this book is pretty old. I've had it for a long time, I think. At least yeah. at least two or three years. And like, um, yeah, like I've never made anything out of it. And you can like get, they also do like meal delivery that you can get that I I mean I'm sure they do it everywhere now it was just in New York when I first like got it but like it was like so much money I was like I'm not gonna pay it was I can't remember it was like $500 no it was $500 like it was like I think it was like at least 150 or 200 dollars a day for, to do it <laughs> a day. Like a day seriously like it was so expensive that's Maybe I mean I may be inflating it, but I think so. And these these meal delivery kits, I believe, are like popular in general. I know for like the first few months of the pandemic, we got Blue Apron, which was really actually at the time it was really nice. It's Um, like Jenny Craig. It's not like it's not. It's like the full meal you get. Like they drop off like the whole thing made. Oh, so you don't even cook? No, you just open the container and just eat it. Oh, so okay, so that. I mean, it's still not worth 150 to 200 dollars a day. I thought that, like, I thought it was like a like meal cooking got, thing. It would be like if you got all your food from like a restaurant. Yeah. But then they have these recipes so you can like make it yourself, which is like also ridiculous and like I would never do. Yeah, I just think people I think this time has like come and gone of people eating like quote unquote eating clean. I think now most people know that that word sort of is meaningless and like I just feel like the the pendulum is swinging a little bit more in the direction, much like post 9-11 um, in America, we return to heavy comfort food. I believe that that's, that's where the tides are turning now. Did we do that at post 9-11? Yeah, post it was like- When I was in like the greatest throes of my eating disorder and like, <laughs> I was not doing that. Like I wasn't clean eating, but I was definitely not really eating very much. Yeah, it's like post 9-11 was when all the chefs started doing like, you know, bacon, everything, and like fancy mac and cheese, and oh, um, like truffle mac and cheese, yeah, and fried whatever. Brussels sprouts, like everything was fried and heavy and like comfort food. Oh yeah, that all completely missed me. Uh, I still don't really like mac and cheese, which is like, like gastro pub centric. Gastro pubs. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh yeah. So let's see this. Oh, so I think I guess why she's being interviewed now is because she just had a baby, and so. She's talking about like maternity leave. And this is the other thing that bugged me. So she's the CEO of Sakara. Who knows how many people work for her? And she's like, oh, I had a baby. And now I realize like how hard mothers have it. So like we're giving everyone parental leave. And it's like Megan McCain when yeah. she like had her baby and realized like, oh, people need to like be able to stay home with their babies after they have them. Like, yeah, no shit. You fucking monsters. All of you. I, like, I don't even blame her because it's like CEOs. I mean, CEOs are just obviously like mostly evil sociopaths. So I just don't see, same with health insurance. Like we cannot rely on the capitalists to give us 
what we need to lead a fulfilling, fulfilling life. I mean, we obviously need like universal daycare, universal pre-K, universal healthcare. I mean, I just talked to my, my sister who they spend so much money on daycare and it's like, they're, you know, privileged enough to be able to do that. But like, obvious, and this is not a revelation, but like millions of women don't have the, the financial opportunity to pay for these crazy daycares. And like the government just needs to give us free shit, not Sakara. No, not Sakara. But it's not Sakara's fault for like offering free health. Of course not. Really for their for their employees. It's a symptom of a bigger problem. It's um, totally a bigger problem, yeah. Uh let's see. What else does she say? Oh, her favorite book. This I'll give her a plus for. Her favorite book is A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Okay, that's good. That's good. I I appreciate that. Um her kids are her her girl is named star and her baby boy is named love i don't approve of that um the, it says the goopiest thing you've ever done i'm so far beyond goopy i don't even know yeah i mean like what that's like an honest answer because like she literally founded something that's more goopy yeah than, like the recipes are way more intense than any goop, than goop. and she said she grew she grew up in sedona so she's been immersed in this culture her own life so i guess she's coming by it honestly she's like and i also named your kids love and star i shouldn't say i don't approve of it because that it like she's like from like true like hippie culture and yeah old school like 80s hippie names like totally yeah like you know my culture is not your costume like she's she comes by that honestly exactly yeah uh and then she has a recipe for these no-bake sunflower bliss bites which Mm. again actually sound really good so i don't know why i made this my worst because the thing is the food is probably so good it's always really good which is like the wild thing about it that you would never that's, yeah. that's, that's how they get you it's actually fucking good what what rubbed me really the wrong way was just the cover of the book with these two skinny blonde ladies shaking up a drink and it was called eat like they had that thug kitchen they had like well this is that kitchen is kitchen they have all these like oh we're trying to be edgy but we're just gonna like give you an eating disorder books and yeah you know. the eat the play dirty is because like i think they're like two cocktail recipes in it where they're like okay. you can even have a drink and it's like like, and wasn't there have- bitch in kitchen wasn't that another one probably i don't know like i'm a bitch in the kitchen or something oh there's one there's like a vegan one that's called something like that that's like i don't remember but it's like fucking metal bitch kitchen or something like i can't remember yeah. what the hell it was i actually think i have that i think i have one of her cookbooks but not called that Ugh. and now we've gone in the other direction where everything is like cutesy like molly baz say sal garbage. like i think that people would be like afraid to say like anything slightly controversial like now everything is like my nom noms are nomming yeah. and it's like i i don't like that i like that less probably i just want a book with recipes that are just called what they are no frills no muss no fuss yeah. Uh, did you did you hear the new Bon Appetit, bon Appetit relaunch their podcast? And now wait, I never know they I never knew they even had a podcast in the first place. Oh yeah, it was like Adam Rappaport was just interviewing his friends and like making fun of his employees before. Oh, who does it now? Now it's uh, Amanda Shapiro. It's the woman who started healthy-ish so it's it's like a healthy-ish podcast but in the first episode of healthy-ish they basically just talked about why 
it's okay to like not be healthy. <laughs> they were just like, it's, I know it's called healthy-ish, but like just everyone's having a really tough time. So just like eat whatever you want. And I was like, well, I don't have the point? I, I, okay. First of all, healthy-ish is the scam of all scams because they're like the Siete, like cassava flour chip of magazines. <laughs> like this thing of we're having, this is healthy because we like replaced the meat with like, beans or something or whatever they do this shit is never healthy it's always covered in like a pound of like butter and oil and cheese like I don't understand what's healthy about any of it like there there'll be like an avocado or something involved Mm. and they're like it's healthy ish that's how we eat kind of healthy and kind of not and it's like it's probably less healthy than the average like normal bon appetit recipe yeah I think I mean, I guess it's more or less like you're it's healthy-ish because you're making it and you're not getting takeout. I guess that's what they mean. I think it's supposed to be like clean. I think it's their version of that. But then like, I so this is what I think is the problem. People kind of want this stuff and like cleanses and whatever, but they like also know they're not supposed to like magazines and stuff will get like a lot of pushback if they like admit it. So they're trying to like, kind of have the best in both world best of both worlds like I'm well, just looking at their like yeah it's like what is the first thing they have is like a bunch of wine <laughs> hard pickles and then another I don't even know what this is just like a general what is this pick what is this up it's a plant-based something I have no idea what it is something plant-based some fried or like grilled, I don't know, egg squash. I don't know. Maybe it's healthy. Not another cocktail. I don't know. I guess they're, I mean, they're doing, yeah, like you said, they're trying to have it both ways sort of, but it's like healthy. Well, I mean, it's right there in the title, healthy-ish. These are not cleanses. These are not diets. This is not like what you're doing to lose weight. This is just like normal everyday cooking that is going to be healthier than if you went to, you know, whatever fast food i mean yeah i guess um but sakara maybe i'm just not the the target audience these women just completely alienate me by looking at their faces so just like the look of them Mm -hmm. it's like i I know exactly the type of girls you are and i don't like you wow you can really tell a lot (laughs) you know (laughs) what a woman looks like yeah what i what i always learned is uh, judge a book by its cover. And you literally just did, and then judge people it, based solely on their appearance. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's never let me down. No. Okay. All right. What was your craziest? I have a saddest, which is just mm. like Gwyneth's stories. It's like the same as yours, where she did like her little morning routine, and then at the end, there's like this like sad little tube of sunscreen. I was like, and then I put on sunscreen in the end, and then like I'm like, I don't believe you. And it just <laughs> like the the tube of sunscreen is like it looks like a test, like one you'd get for free, and like if you bought other makeup, like it's so little, and it just felt like this very sad afterthought I mean in my imagination now it's like not even taken in the same place like it's like a picture with like a different background or something it's probably not but it just made me sad I was like this poor woman has just like she can't even go out without sunscreen without everybody freaking out she's scared I mean she's afraid of the of cancel culture that's a joke too sometimes I feel like I have to tell everybody when I make a joke no 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 uh (laughs) we're all afraid of cancel culture (laughs) 
I mean, I whatever. I don't need to get into this. See, this is why. Yeah. <laughs> just, just. Um, cool. I just realized as you were talking, I completely forgot to choose a craziest or a saddest. I don't know what happened to me. Um, I'm just gonna um, say because I'm looking at it right now, my craziest is the Laura to Carlo Carezza clitoral stimulation toy. I think this fits the bill as craziest. That sounds pretty bad. Um, Why does clitoral. your name need to be on a vibrator? Yeah, is it like, I, I, I can see how like a male porn star will put yeah. their name if it's like, oh, it's shaped star. like your dick. Yeah, 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 exactly. But to name, I mean, I guess- After like the designer is weird. Yeah. Laura de Cali. And what it Carreza, I guess that means caress. You're asking the wrong person. I don't know. Um, it also looks so, I mean, I guess not every woman wants like a girly, like pink sex in the city vibrator, but this one just, it's like gray. It literally looks like a, a gray piece of shit <laughs> that like a sick person would shit out of their butt. Like if you're really, really, <laughs> if, you're, if you're like near death and you're on the toilet and then you look down and you're like, oh, that's really gray. And then you just die. <laughs> you die, yeah. Like the last thing you see before you die is like this vibrator. <laughs> Cut Yeah, it is kind of an unappetizing, I mean, appetizing is the wrong word. It's like an unappealing color. And this is the only color they have. Like, shouldn't they have a few colors to choose from? Yeah, I feel like usually there's like, it'll be like black and gold or like mm. hot pink. And you can be like, am I sophisticated or am I slut or what happened to good old rose gold i feel like that was popular for a while now i don't I know how you're gonna get full-blown rose gold vibrator yeah like I mean, a this metallic is, vibrator this is just like the the steve jobsification of everything that everything has to be like clean and muted and Mutual like cool and yeah um okay all right well that was a an instant crazy that i just chose on a whim and you did a great job uh what was my your try? try okay sorry brian i don't want to trigger you <laughs> but i feel like an acai bowl all right i'm gonna tell you something that's not triggering i love acai bowls you are not gonna believe this i have never made or even had an acai bowl in my entire life i've never wanted one i am not a person who likes like a ton of like slushy fruit like I'm not a huge smoothie person I generally find them to be kind of like unsatisfying and like I would always rather have like a toast sure um and it does feel a little bit like diet food to me and I've always avoided them especially from like a fancy like and if I go to like a fancy juice or smoothie place I never like want to like leave with like a full bowl that I have to do with a spoon I'm like I want to put a straw on something and drink it so it's just like it's never happened for me. And I'm thinking like, maybe this is the way, like maybe the acai bowl is like what I should have been doing all along. I don't know. It seems to me, and I, I thought acai bowls were going to be a very short-lived trend, but like these, at least in LA, I feel like these acai stores keep opening and people love them. And there's a new one in my neighborhood that in the morning it's packed. And I, I mean, I, I get like acai packets from Costco every once in a while. So I'll make my own bowls. I'm, I've never gone to a place to get them because it just seems like a waste of money. But um, 
the acai is sort of beside the point. Like it's all about the yogurt and the fruit and other things. Like, I don't think you need an acai. Like the acai is a scam. I don't, that's, it's like a superfood that is brought to you by, you know, the, whatever the people cutting down the Amazon forest. I don't know. I don't want to even know who big acai is because they're not good. Okay. But um, I think it's like, it's all about, yeah, it's like a parfait. You have yogurt, fruit. I love to add like some grape nuts or whatever, like semi-healthy cereal, um, a handful of almonds, maybe a little honey, and that's all you need. Yeah. Maybe I'll make one or have one. I don't know. But like, that just sounds like a really easy way to be like, I'm clean right now. Like have like acai and like coconut yogurt. Oh yeah. Coconut yogurt. And then some nuts and then some like whole fruit. You know, I am, I am going to go to the acai store and see how they do it. Cause I always assume I'm making it right. But I've, like you said, I've never had a professionally made acai bowl. So maybe I can learn some tips from, from the, the whole people. thing does really seem like a scam. And I, I, but now it, it's always like, just like a matter of time before, like, I just get like totally into it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to do this anyway. I don't well, know the, I saw it, but it was definitely on here. The thing with at least the, the acai packets that I buy at Costco is they're infused with caffeine. Mm. So I think that's part of, I don't know if all acai is like, they always put caffeine in it, but this one has, it's like a hundred, it's like a cat, it's as much caffeine as like a big cup of coffee. That's um, weird. And, uh, and that's just how it is. I, I mean, it's not natural. I don't think the acai plant like makes caffeine on its own. That's so strange. It's, yeah. With the cost. I don't know. Well, I went back to full fat yogurt. <laughs> I did too. I now, especially now that I'm going to be on a stat and it's like, eh, all bets are off. That's good for you. I and mean, I'm sorry. I can't believe that like Greek yogurt is what's making my cholesterol high. Like it's not. not. It's definitely, it's not Greek yogurt. No, it's not. It's other things probably, but it's not Greek yogurt. What if I just fully made this grain-free granola acai bowl coconut yogurt? I mean, what if I just did that? It sounds really delicious. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. Who cares? Why not? Uh, I mean, homemade granola is one of the most wonderful things in the world. It's sort of a bitch to make, but like it tastes so, and it's not healthy at all. It's like so much fat and carbs and everything bad for you, but it's so good. This one is literally just a bunch of nuts. Mm. It's a goop grain for you. Oh, goop, yeah. Uh, My grandma used to make homemade granola and I would, it was like her, she was not, not a hippie at all. I don't know what it why she did it but it was like one thing that she always had homemade granola that's so nice yeah it's tasty yeah. um what would i try oh this thing did you read it it was the m sculpt neo no that sounds so, like another vibrator it's basically yeah it's a vibrator for your whole body though it's a oh. it's a body shaping secret um and it's made by a company called btl aesthetics and it's to help you burn fat. It's like one of those old fashioned, like Put that Lucy went in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like little Lucy, like the barrel that Lucy went in to yeah. fit into a size 14 or whatever. <laughs> well, before um, advertising. Okay. Yeah. So it's a non, it's called M sculpt Neo. It's mm-hmm. a non-invasive half hour treatment aimed at contouring the body. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the, the, the story behind this is the goop editor lifted up her shirt mm-hmm. at work and 
so and it's it says um she lifted up her shirt to reveal a curvy waist with something of a six-pack she says i've been swimming laps doing pilates and eating as clean as i can but when i heard about this new in-office device that builds your muscle and reduces fat i had to try it so uh, it combines radio frequency heat to burn fat with high intensity focused electromagnetic energy to contract muscle fibers in the treated area at an intensity that's impossible to achieve by working out. Um, it's the equivalent of one session is the equivalent of 20,000 crunches and four sessions are roughly equivalent to 12 to 16 weeks of HIIT training. Are you serious? That's what it says. How much is it? price upon request seriously I no i don't know it doesn't say it's probably like thousands of dollars um who knows it just leads me to a very sketchy looking website that is loading very slowly um it says 60 percent of women and 90 percent of men are interested in one or both okay now it's now it's one of those chat things that like, hey, would you like to chat about Mskilt Neo? Oh my God, how scary. Um, and you can, it can treat patients up to BMI of 35. All right, we're in, we're in. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> okay. there has to be a group on for it. Okay. Um, this wait. looks really sketchy. Okay, wait, what is it called? MCI? M it, well, it's, yeah, Mskilt Neo. Um, the, the website is bodybybtl.com. Okay. Here, I'm going to type in my zip code and see where the closest. Oh, type in your social security number. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, the closest address that oh, you I have can to go, go to. to a thing. Yeah, of course. It's the Los Feliz Med Spa. Um, oh, yeah. Michelle Ware, D.O. Um, only 1.7 miles away. Yeah, I know where that is. I know where all the nearest meds are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, oh shit, sorry. I accidentally started an ad. <laughs> um, wait a second now. Yeah, maybe there's a group on. I bet there's a group on for Los Feliz Med Spa. Um, it would just be fun to try it once to see. Like to see, oh, really? Because that's a big claim to say, oh, this is the equivalent of 20,000 crunches. I mean, I've never done anything close. Let's see. No one could. The... No. Oh, Soul Body Studio. One crypto T-Shock body sculpting <laughs> treatment with ultrasound vibration therapy. I mean, yeah, I guess you can do anything there. I don't anyway, know. Um, I mean, I realize this is an ad that is in the guise of an article and this woman probably got paid to do the thing, but it's still, it seemed like the claim seems so crazy that I'm like, this can't be just a complete lie. It could be. I mean, it could be. Clinical studies show an average of 30% reduction in subcutaneous fat and a 25% increase in muscle volume. Those are big percentages. That's huge. It's crazy. What would you buy? I would buy self tanner, which like I already have some. I just like I do appreciate that Goop like is supportive of me wearing self tanner, which feels like the like one of the tackiest things that you can possibly do is wear self tanner. But 
I definitely don't want to get too much sun and I just think I look a little better with a little self tanner on. I'm especially in the summer, you know, you don't want to be like super pasty, but I'm terrified of the sun because I have hyperpigmentation. Mm. So, you know, we're living in this reality and what can we do about it? And I do have some nicer self tanner already, but I would always opt for more. I don't know. Maybe it goes bad. It never really works exactly the way I hope it will, but you know, it does make me feel better to have it. I mean, I think it's definitely the healthiest alternative than to like going out in the sun too much. And I think it's very socially acceptable to wear self tanner. You don't want to like smudge it around everything, but. Well, the problem is like, you know, getting orange, which like has become a really exhausting observation that has been made obviously in the last political it's politically fraught it uh but it is true that like too much self tanner will like make you turn orange and like it's happened to all of us who wear it and also you can get like cloudy smudges around like your knees wrists and ankles sure um but you know the one that i have it only lasts for like a day or something so it like wouldn't be the end of the world if you just always wear it off Hmm. I do miss my worst habit of going to tanning beds in Chicago, which I can't believe I used to do that, but I did. Uh, I went, I went to a tanning bed once in college um, because my friends wanted to, and I did it for like half the time they wanted me to. And I still got sunburned. You did. Oh, I didn't get sunburned in it. I got tan. I like, did they give you like a playboy bunny to stick on you? (laughs) No, I don't remember that. The one I used to go to gave you like a Playboy bunny sticker that you would like put on your like butt or something. And so you could like see the tan. Oh, cute. Yeah. Anyway, I was a lot younger back then. In LA, they don't have, I mean, obviously they don't have tanning salons because. Well, nobody really does it anymore. I mean, it's so bad for you and you don't really need it. But there is one, um, there's one near Lou, the wine store. And that's. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. All right. I would buy, and I did buy, a Goop-approved book. Okay. See, now I'm definitely back to being a reader, which I it it was like, what, a year and a half of not reading a novel? Yeah. And I finished Detransition Baby, which was recommended by Goop, yet it was still not a Goop Book of the Month Club. Okay. And likewise, the new book I got is called Memorial by Brian Washington. Yeah, I wanted to read this as well. Um, I was at the bookstore deciding if I like picked it up and I was like thinking about getting it, but then the guy that worked at the bookstore just like randomly came up to me and was like, that is one of the best books I've read in a long time. And you know, maybe he was just trying to sell me a book, but I fell for it. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's if, uh, so this was, I think his previous book, Lot, was a book of self of short stories that was goop book of the month but this one is not this is a novel um he's a young author obviously he's younger than me more successful than me blah 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 not that i'm like i've never written a novel nor do i think i have the capacity to but um it's about two young men oh it's gay by the way so proceed with caution (laughs) Benson and Mike are two young men living together in Houston. And then 
Mike's mother arrive. Oh, and then he has to go to Japan or something because his estranged father is dying. And so it's like culture clash, American and Japan. I guess it's like lost in translation, but gay. Okay. Uh, and I haven't started it yet, but I have it on my bookshelf. Well, keep us posted on how it is. I will. Yeah, ready? Because I'm reading the Eve Babbitt's book, which is fun. I just read a thing. She was like doing coke with Graham Parsons at the Chateau Marmont and wrote like 20 pages about it. Um, so that's the vibe I'm in now. But then this one I think will be a little heavier, perhaps. Yeah, I have to read a fucking book. I've been like so... I feel like I couldn't read a book all pandemic. I listened to some audiobooks, but it was like really hard for me to focus on reading. And then now I'm like, oh God, I can't read it anymore. I'm like illiterate now, but I, I just have to like pick up a book and read it. Yeah, just pick up a book. Go to um, Skylight Books is such a cute store. If you're in the neighborhood, the people that work there will just come up to you and tell you if you have the right book in your hand. Um, and you will have to pay full price or even more it's like they're literally the most expensive books in the world yeah they're really really expensive but uh, you're supporting an independent bookstore so that's what's important that's right oh i also read on the i didn't even talk about this but i read on the beach. maybe i'll talk about it longer on another episode but uh at the beach i read the whole elizabeth taylor diet book from the 80s called okay. elizabeth takes off mm-hmm. it was fascinating yeah i bet uh, it's hmm. funny, just yeah, how much things have changed, and yet how much everything stays the same. I know. Maybe I should read it and then follow it to a T. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll let you borrow it. My mom, it's funny, like because I was reading it, you know, in at the beach with my family, and at the beginning, my mom's like, "Oh, get that book out of my face!" Like, I don't even want to see. It. My sister too was like, you know, body positive. Like, I don't even want to see a diet book. And then by the end of the trip, my mom was like, "I think I need that book. I think I need uh, to lose ten pounds." It gets you every time. Yeah. It yeah. happens. Yeah. All, right. all right. Well, thanks for doing this early with me, Brian, and all of you at home. My <laughs> pleasure. Maybe you probably are not at home. Probably. My guess is you're in your car. That's right. In the car, at the factory, working hard. Um, One of, you're either in your car or you're at the factory. <laughs> those, those are, are the, the only two places that you could possibly be. Guys, uh, uh, Thank you for listening. Yes. Aggie, have a great time with your little brother Thank you. in the great city of Los Angeles before he goes back to the dark, dreary East Coast. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a blast. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.